Hello, this is a Jay the Shark and friends. And Russell. Mm, and Russell podcast. And on today's show, we're talking to Nicola Upham, head of global humanitarian surge at Save the Children International. Nicola's journey to Phuket started in the good old US of A at Camp America and then just goes crazy after that. Nicola is a truly amazing person and slightly bonkers, but in a super cool way. This is one of the most left of middle podcasts that we've ever done and a great way to finish off the craziness of 2020. She smashed it. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the podcast. What did you have? You were talking about your porridge. I was. Go on. Nice bowl of porridge, a little bit of apple, and some raisins. And it was very yummy. Oh, and a little bit of honey. Oh, yeah, you can't miss out the honey. Can't miss out the honey. Natural sweetener. Did you know that vegans don't eat honey because it's an animal product? Come again. More for them. (laughs) Anyway, hi. Nicola, hi. Hi. Hey, Nicola. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. (laughs) What? What do you do? How did you get to Phuket? How was your morning? (laughs) We're going to dive straight in. (laughs) No beating around with there. What did I do and how did I get to Phuket? Well, we should slow it down a little bit. You warm me up slowly. Go on, you warm her up, Russ. Warm. So who are you and how did you get here? Oh, that's no small slow. (laughs) (laughs) Might need a cup of coffee. So I'm Nicola. I got here three and a half years ago. From a relative newbie. A relative newbie yeah. from way too long in Ho Chi Minh in Vietnam. Oh, cool. So about eight or nine years in Ho Chi Minh. And we decided that we really didn't want to be in a big Asian city mm-hmm. any longer. And so we came to a small one. So we came to a small one, yes. Yeah. We bought a tiny little house here and we used to come here for long weekends out of right. Ho Chi Minh to escape and go to the beach and then one day I was driving down the road and I saw a sign for a school and thought oh golly there's schools here too (laughs) which I hadn't thought hadn't thought would happen but there obviously are and so we looked at moving over here so we've now been here for three and a half years what was the reason you was in Vietnam that's a really (laughs) really good question um, why were we in Vietnam? We asked a tough, que- at, we asked a tough questions on this podcast. Had three <laughs> minutes in, I've asked the best question ever. <laughs> so why were we in Vietnam? So originally, I wasn't in Vietnam, but my boyfriend was. He was working, and I was working in Cambodia. And you can kind of commute between the two countries. That sounds a little... Through the tunnels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah on, the, on those really fast buses. Yeah. <laughs> or the really, really small tunnels. Um, and then after a couple of years in Cambodia, I moved across to Vietnam permanently, semi-permanently. Okay. This is all very vague, isn't it, here, going on? There's some sort details? of details? S- well, so, so are we dealing, maybe with, not. we dealing with drugs or...? <laughs> I mean, trafficking. Or, 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 yeah. <laughs> drugs and trafficking. That's yeah, yeah. the two that I'm yeah, yeah. going for. <laughs> it's very dull, very dull. Right. Uh, my boyfriend's got a market research business, and I have a job where I can do it from anywhere. So, bizarrely, I chose Ho Chi Minh. So, do you want to know about the job? Yeah. <laughs> well, hold on. Let's let's track back a little bit. So, your boyfriend has got a job that's in market research. He's got his own market research company. Right. And he's based in Vietnam. And he's based yeah. in Vietnam. Okay. So, so he was in Vietnam already. Yeah. So you weren't in 
Cambodia or Vietnam at the time, or you were in Cambodia? Oh, no, we neither of us were in Vietnam at the time. Oh, my gosh. Right. Now you told it, it got, gets complicated. So we were in Australia. Russell, oh. help. Yeah, OK. <laughs> Let's go back to the very beginning. <laughs> Where were you born? Yeah. Where are you I from? I was born in the UK. But okay. when I was about 20-something... You we were born moved, at 20-something. We know. When <laughs> I was 20-something, we moved to Australia. OK. And lived in Australia in Sydney for about eight years. And when you say we... Same boyfriend. Right, OK. Robert. Right, OK. Oh, wow. Long Hi. time. Yeah. Oh, wow. An only boyfriend. Oh, no, we're married. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about that, but we actually got married well, we at some point no, on the line. Um, randomly, we got married in Phuket. Who was your celebrant? Uh, I've got no idea. All right, OK. Oh, I'm just checking it wasn't you. No, it wasn't me. Yeah. Oh, no, it wasn't you. No. A whole load of monks on a beach. OK. Man, you're mental. This is great. Right. right I've, I've, okay, I've got so questions. The, yeah. the first of which is, and you, does he refer to you as his girlfriend or yes. his wife? Yes. You, girlfriend. Boyf- go, okay. In our wedding vows, we were boyfriend and girlfriend. We weren't husband and is wife. Is there any particular reason for that? Because that sounds quite scary. Right. Okay. So I just thought we'd just say boyfriend and girlfriend, and it wasn't quite so scary because we'd been boyfriend and girlfriend for... Ever. Ever. So, so why rock the boat? Why rock the boat? No, by getting married. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm 100% on that page. Yeah. So we're still boyfriend and girlfriend. Excellent. I, yes. Awesome. No, I think that makes a lot of sense. Oh, don't look at me. I'm, right. not, I'm so, not a marriage <laughs> counsellor, am I, really? So, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah to, to be fair, yeah. So whereabouts in the UK? Cheshire. Che- oh, nice. Oh, very Ooh, nice, very nice. nice. spot, yeah. Just south of Manchester. Yeah, well, then. But not for a long time. Yeah, okay, fair enough. So I've not lived in the UK since 2001. Okay. And what was the reason that you and your then boyfriend, now husband, stroke boyfriend, stroke. went to Australia? Because it's much warmer than London, it's which is where bar. we're living. That was pretty much it, you know, to be honest with you. Good wine. Yeah, okay. Whereabouts in Australia? Sydney. Okay. Um, so eight years-ish in Sydney, and what, where so it is warmer. In terms of, so was that the decision making? That, you know, we've been in, in London working, had enough of this, we want to move. Spin the globe. Australia's got better weather, better wine. Or was it job first? Or no, no, no. It wasn't, yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't anywhere near. I that wasn't organized. suggesting <laughs> you were ever that sensible, but I just thought I'd put it out there. <laughs> no, we had been to Australia prior, like backpacking and just oh, doing, you know, yeah, walking yeah. and bo- working in bars, blah blah blah. And then went to the UK for, back to the UK for about three years. Should also add that Robert's not English; he's Dutch, so it was his first time in the UK. And then we went back to Australia because we missed it because it mm-hmm. was cold in London and warm in Sydney. Yep. Uh, Better wine, very simple. Right, I'm, I'm done. I can't. Right, so you went to Can Australia. Can we get three gin and tonics over here, please? <laughs> you went Doubles. To, yeah. <laughs> you went to Australia about 20-ish mm. with your boyfriend. Yes. Still boyfriend now, but married. But he'd never been in the UK before that. Only on short visits. So, so how did you meet? We met in America. Jake, can I, can I just, just for the... No, don't look at me. No, I'd like to apologise to this you. This was meant to be an easy one. This yeah. was meant to be just, yeah. let's just get this yeah. done. Get it done. Yeah. No editing, no yeah. nothing. Yeah. You can just go through. It'll be really... She, she, oh, this is what he said to me. He goes, Jake, got a great one on Tuesday. She's lovely. She works. She's got a great job. It's really interesting. Great, great story. I'm like, yeah. oh, it'll brilliant. be fine. Be great. No problem. It'll be simple. It'll be, yeah, simple. be easy. I yeah. could lie. I'm so yeah. confused. I'm, and I'm, and I'm apologising. It's right. my fault. I'll, I'll, so I'll take the heat for this you, one. Let me see if I get this right. You what? You met your Dutch boyfriend... Or you met your boyfriend in America who is Dutch. Yes. You'd never been to England before. You then moved to Australia with him. Yes. Even though he'd never been to England before. Yes. Then you stayed in Australia for... 
back, two years. Two years backpacking, yeah. living off the state, and then you came back, and it was the first yeah. time that a Dutch person had been to the UK. Yeah. He went, whoosh, very cool. Don't like the dish. Can't smoke the more. It's a little bit Swedish. Scandinavian, it's in the, it's in the <laughs> same, same area. Yeah, And then um, you just went, okay, he didn't like England because it was obviously not... Dutch. I don't Dutch. know, Dutch. <laughs> there was no orange there, there was no wooden shoes. And he went, I've had enough, let's go to Australia Back where to there Australia. is. Yeah. Wooden shoes and orange. orange. Yeah, and baby. warmth. And warmth and wine. And wine. Um, and what, okay, so the wine <laughs> thing, okay. So okay. He, was wine. In, gotcha. he was in Holland, you're in London. Yes. And at some point, and you hadn't met, obviously, because that's no. right, and you thought... Fuck it, I'm going to the States for a hollybob? No, we. I went to work on a children's camp. Like a Camp America sort <laughs> like of thing? Like a Camp America. Yeah, okay. fact, a Camp America. Right, okay, yeah, okay, no, no, I get that. That's all right, that's, that's fair enough. Did you have to go through the whole process where you had to go to London and go around the, like speed dating to different tables to choose your camp? <laughs> no, but I wish that I had have had that opportunity. Oh. They offered me somewhere... Before and you, that, and you jumped and a bit I straight away. Took oh, it. yeah, where, no, where, you, big should've, you should've where done the speed that? dating. So where did you end up? I ended up in an absolute shithole in the Pocono Mountains in Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania. Oh, which was horrendous. Really, in the middle of pardon no, no. the French, but fuck nowhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then we bought a car together after camp and drove to whoa, LA. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, so he, he was, was there as well? He was at camp as well, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's where I met him. Right, okay, okay. Right, okay. Jeez, so I you thought Stacey was hard. Yeah, this Jesus is Christ. Yeah. This is ridiculous. <laughs> this is, I mean, this is taking out all our interviewing skills, which we <laughs> have very little. Yeah, yeah. Generally, people just so, tell us a story and that's it. We go, oh, that's great, and then we make jokes about it. This is so like, come on. You kind of bonded over the fact that you both kind of realised you're in the middle of absolute nowhere yeah. with a bunch of weird... Kids. Pennsylvanians and even weirder kids yeah. and bonded like, off the back and liked of wine. And, and liked wine, which you couldn't get hold of in Pennsylvania. No. So we bought a, bought a car and fucked off. Bought a car and buggered off, basically, right. to LA. Okay. So, so just a bit of road trip just for the your, sake of... That is probably your phone ringing now. It's probably it is him. my phone. Probably listening. It'd be really <laughs> funny if it was. So if it no, is, it's just, not. It's oh, not. damn it. <laughs> I won't answer it. Oh, that, that's very kind of you. <laughs> That just caused more confusion. That'd be brilliant if it was. Is it, that though. possible? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so your road trip to, to LA, any particular reason for LA or just... Well, we were hoping to go all the way back to, where, we, to where we'd started. We'll drive past. a right, right round. Yeah, but we yeah. ran out of money Feel. and time. I was going to say, how long did you have? <laughs> Not long enough, You only get two weeks at the end of the thing, don't you? Don't they give you two weeks off at oh, the end no, to travel? Oh, no, we had about six or seven. Okay. Yeah. Because thankfully the camp was relatively short. That was the one upside of the shit camp was that it wasn't very long camp. <laughs> right, gotcha. Which was probably the reason I chose it. Because they're yeah, like, yeah. we only want you for four and a half weeks and then you can stay for another six that's weeks. That's right, yeah, yeah right, that's okay. how it works. That was what the decision nice. was probably made on. Okay. And you but the were, road trip must have been good. The road trip was great. Yeah. You were uni at the time or? Yes. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't have asked that, should I? Because I just saw that. <laughs> now that you have. <laughs> no, yeah. Right. And what did you study? I studied geography. Right, so you obviously knew that America's quite long then to drive around. <laughs> just checking, yeah? Right. Obviously not that much, though. <laughs> no. no, I was. I went to Camp America at the end of my second year, so I had then one year to go back to yeah. study. So after camp... And that I was the American year, I'm assuming. No, no, that's the, the, Ameri the American summer year. No, no, I meant the, the, the year that you had left to study, that was the geography of America, then you would have realised <laughs> that was such a long only, way yeah. If only, if only. Then I went back, and Robert went back to the Netherlands, where at the time he still had to do national service. Ooh. So he went in the army for a year as a truck driver. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's harsh. 
That's harsh. You didn't need to say that. You didn't need to do that. I know, but I just wanted to. Yeah, no, fa- yeah, no fair enough. Robert the truck driver. I was in the military. I drove a truck. Yeah. yeah. One of his friends was a waiter. So there were other things as right, well. Yeah, they weren't like, putting the bar that high. Yeah. Okay. So I'm, 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 I'm almost done. And yeah. then I went to Australia. Okay. No, no, no. Whoa, 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 whoa. So back, it, back to London for uni. Yeah. Did your year of geography. So I'm assuming you kept in touch. Yeah? Yes, yes, and when, yes. When was this? As in, are you asking the year? Ballparkish. Did you have internet? Is what we're probably going. No, down. no. So yeah. you're writing letters and phone calls and stuff. Le- letters and phone calls. Dear Robert, really think you look hot in your truck. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. basically. And Pretty clogs. Much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> love, love the clogs. Do they? Do I've they got a good phone driving? call story. Uh, phoning him. <laughs> I would on. like to hear yeah, that. Does it involve the phone box in the middle of no, the night? No, doesn't involve a phone box, <laughs> but involves a, co- a card that, if your parents were relatively generous, which mine were. They gave you like a BT calling card yeah. that they ended up paying for. So one night, I came home slightly worse for wear after possibly some wine, phoned him, Love and you. I'm not sure how long <laughs> for, but a few days later, the card was cut off, and my mum got a message saying, <laughs> to remortgage the, the house. The telephone call cost 150 quid, and this is back <laughs> in 1994. So I'm not entirely sure what I'd done I hadn't used the card properly. Yeah. It had gone to like the moon and back. Once again, your geography's kicking in. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know, yeah, there's yeah, yeah. an overriding yeah. theme, isn't there? And yeah. Um, yeah, it was 150 something quid. So my mum wrote to whoever the chairman of BT was at the time and sort of wrote this sob story about her drunken student daughter and he let us off. So Shut we got it the for front free. door, no way. <laughs> That's insane. Dear Mr. Chairman so of I BT. Don't get my madness, you know, my madness is from my mum, mate. Right, yeah. My okay. daughter's an alcoholic. She phoned her Dutch boyfriend. Yeah. Is she is not she knowing really? how to? I know why it was because I hadn't. I had a telephone in my student house that was one of the. Oh, the this really shows yeah. how old. Like the ring, the yeah, dialing yeah, yeah. thing, yeah. not the buttons. Yeah, yeah. And that was more expensive. No, it wasn't. No, it was some really silly reason like that. You can't justify. It's probably you put the wrong code in, or yeah, you probably yeah, you went round the wrong way of the world. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, anyway, it was free at the end. Result that is. Anyway, well done, Robert. So an extra year of uni with expensive phone calls back and forth. Yeah, and a few flights. Quite a few flights. Excellent. Cool. Saving coupons from like Shell petrol stations to get free flights and all of that kind of stuff. Excellent, as you do. And then Australia. Okay. For two years backpacking and just, you know, picking tomatoes and drinking cheap wine. Shitted. Yeah. Back to then to London for three years. Then it was too cold, the wine was too shit. And what were you doing in London? Recruitment consultancy. Okay. So I worked in the city, which is very different to now, obviously. Yeah. Um, and then back to Australia for about eight years. Right, also okay. in recruitment. Right, okay. And was your boyfriend doing marketing at the time or was he in recruitment as well? No, he worked for a chain of bars in the UK called The Pitcher and Piano, which maybe people might know. It was a big London chain yeah, of no, bars, and he it. was an ops, star, ops manager mm. for them, and he used to just go around different bars. I was bars. hoping he was going to say he was an opera singer. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was really, yeah. really hoping for. So you worked in exactly recruitment not. in Sydney? Yeah. Okay. When I, did, when I went to Sydney in 99, I worked for a company called Julia Ross. Oh, okay. You know them? I do know them. Yeah. So um, you didn't work for them? No. Okay. So my story for that is... Be careful. <laughs> I'm yeah, not yeah, a yeah, good no, lawyer no, anymore. This is cool. So um, I went to because I've just looked, I was similar thing backpacking. Yeah. So I knew the job. Went to this agency, and it was walked into their office, and it's super plush. Yeah. It's like a high end, wow factor, and he's just um, filled with amazingly beautiful women. It's just and I'm kind of like, I feel rather out of place and rather intimidated in this office right now. 
handed in my CV. I'm looking for a job. Um, I'd like to do admin. And they just kind of looked me up and down and said, admin, you're a bloke. Boy, you know, boys don't type. I'm like, well, I've got good computer skills. I can do this shit. So they scoffed at me. So we have to do the test first. No, fine. No worries. Oh, uh, yeah. Ooh. So they put me in the room. There's about eight other women in there. And so they go, uh, test eight your Eight other women or eight? Eight, eight other women. Eight other women, all doing this test. <laughs> so, um, I'm with you You're with me, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just let him go with it. Got to do my typing speed test. Got to see that I can use Word and Excel and all of that. And I fucking smashed it because I'm an ace. I fucking <laughs> smashed it. Yeah. That's what my, you just said. My yeah. Word and Excel test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not rocket I mean, science. I'm not know. being funny. I, did I didn't smash it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, I've got my 10 meter swim badge. I didn't, I didn't say, hey, I fucking smashed it. That 10 meters. <laughs> Just, I'm like 100 words a minute. Bosh, I was like, Duncan gone, Goodhue done. I was. Just went for it. <laughs> yeah. Straight away. There's a so, 80s reference for you. Well, I ended up getting a job through, um, what's the uh, telecom system uh, company over there? Telstra. Telstra, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Worked for them for about six months. Doing admin? Yeah, doing database entry work. It was Smashing it as well, probably. Boring. Smashing it. <laughs> I was. I, Smashing it. It was, oh, I hated it. I absolutely hated it. I tell you what, I put that decimal point in the right place. <laughs> Man Fucking alive. got it! Hey, boom! Well, why would anyone go to Australia to be working in an office? Why would so you no, I not? Back, I, I travelled around a little bit and oh, I okay. kind of ran out of money and thought ah, I've, I've okay. either got to get a job to sustain or... what I'm doing here or go back. So I got the job. It wasn't okay. really that great. I thought I've had enough of this shit. And and I like... honestly didn't really like Australia, but that's another story. Back to you. <laughs> so in Australia, doing recruitment, mm. eight years. Mm. Then after the eight years, you went, yo, Robert. Yeah. We really like wine. Let's go to Vietnam. Uh, back. Let's go. Bit of Dutch for you there. There was, yes. Thank you. Oh, but we didn't go straight because that would be too easy for the story. We didn't. Oh, go absolutely. Yeah, you've <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You've gone to Mars <laughs> or something, and then over to Jupiter. Went, nah, it's not very good over here. <laughs> we went to. Actually, our first stop was Phuket, and then we went to Shanghai. Did a bit of travelling. No, then we went to Europe and the UK because my sister got married, his sister got married, and then we went to America and then South America for about a year. And travelled around. Just, this is purely. This is all travel. This is just for fun. Right. Okay. And then we got back to Australia because we were originally planning on going back to Australia, but unbeknownst to Robert, I'd applied for a job in Cambodia. You hadn't told me. Well, I thought I wasn't going to get it, so I thought I'll have the really tricky conversation. If you didn't think you was going to smash it. No, like I didn't Russell. think I was going to smash it. <laughs> just not confident enough. Eh? You've got the confidence. That's all it is. It's a grave error because I did smash it. <laughs> smashed it. And then I was left with that. Oh shit! Now I've got this job in Australia. Oh no, in Cambodia. So what was the job in Cambodia that you went for? It was working for a charity, a small Cambodian charity, because that's what I wanted to move out of recruitment into. So okay, so, now, so it was a plan. There was a plan. So what was the <laughs> what was the point? So you've done recruitment and yeah. you've, you've travelled around. And you think, do you know what? I'm going to go and give my heart to charity. How did that whole process? What was the thing? I don't know. That? I think it was something I probably thought about in the back of my mind for a long time. So when I'd been in Sydney doing recruitment, I'd studied a master's degree in international relations and I'd studied things like the rights of the child. There's a big convention on the rights of the child and da 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 da. So just from just to jump in, from an academic perspective, um, international relations, uh, children's rights and all of that, geography. Mm. Okay. Mm. Bit of a leap. Well, in all fairness, though, she can drop geography because she doesn't know how big America is. Yeah. So let's just all move on. Yeah. And just yeah. hope, hopefully she knows about children's rights. Yeah. <laughs> Carry on. No, geography, I do think there's a link. Because if you do geography, you're just interested in other places and other yeah. stuff. Yeah, but it's useful to know where they are. Yeah. 
I do know where some places Or you just are. like colouring in maps, because that's a lot of geography, isn't it? Colouring it maps is. in different colours. And, and going around them in blue. That's right. And I was always yes. really neat at the going yes. around them in blue. Yeah. Um, Can I just point out, just momentarily, because I'm not sure if you two have noticed this. <laughs> yeah, I, I, we are. Um, hello, we're in Bake again yeah. this week after being back at Gary Lot. Or not back, we're back at Bake. We did have a family sat next yeah. to us, which Russell did say, I think we're going to make them move. Yeah. And they have and just they have. They very kindly. I, yeah. I don't blame them this I think it was when Russell, shout, Russell shouted out, I fucking smashed it. <laughs> <laughs> was probably the reason probably they left. Re- yeah. yes. so I have my they obviously don't like admin. No, possibly <laughs> not. No. To admin. Yeah. <laughs> They've just gone round the corner, I think. Bless them. We're going to get them later. Yeah. Um, okay, so the job in Cambodia was for a small charity. It's yeah. called Cambodian Charity? Yes. Or a, okay. Yeah. And how did you hear about that? Just sort of thing, I was going to ask. You know, is there a, a, a charitable it was website? Through, it was through an organisation called AVI, Australian Volunteers International. So it was like okay. a volunteering job. That doesn't make sense, obviously. It was a volunteering position, but you get paid. You get paid enough to live off. You don't make yeah, yeah. any money. Um, food and accommodation. Mm. Yeah, Cambodian student accommodation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it was okay. Food in a tent. Food, in food a tent. in the floor. Cold showers, no air conditioning. No, it was fine. And I did that for a year, and then I got a job with Save the Children in Cambodia, and that's who I still work for now, but not so the, okay, right. with you to in Cambodia. Cambodia. Twenty minutes in, we get to the good bit. Save the children. Nah, whoa, whoa, whoa! Before we save the children, that can wait. Um, You've gone. So you've had this. Are you in South America when you've had this discussion yes. with Rob about going to? No, Canada? no, no. Yes, in South America. I got the job whilst I was in South America. Okay. And then we went back to Australia, and I told him, and he was going to stay in Australia. And Rob, stay. 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 Place. 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 <laughs> Place. If you need your dog trained, that's Canine Point Academy. Find them on Facebook and so you on stay their here. website. I'm going to go to. I'm going to go to Cambodia, and we'll see each other you know, every couple of months kind of thing. And how was he with that? Thank oh, fuck for that. Yeah, really <laughs> quite relieved. I've smashed it. <laughs> smashed it. Finally. <laughs> Travelling around the world. I know what the title of this podcast is. <laughs> yeah, I do too. <laughs> then what happened? Oh, then I met, so he that was in Australia, in Sydney, just doing his thing. Looked I was in Cambodia. Clogs in his truck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then I happened to just meet someone in Cambodia and say, who was in market research, because by this time Rob was market, working in market, market research in Australia. And I said to them, got any jobs here? He does this. And they said, no, that's my job, so you can't have that. <laughs> but our company in Vietnam is looking for somebody like me there. Send me his details. And then Robert got that cool. job. So it was my old recruitment skills yeah. coming out. You smooched the person. Yeah. <laughs> Smashed what, it. When, when you say market research, so is he market research in what? Uh, anything. Anything. Basically, So yeah. a company will go to, to his... And maybe we should interview him for this question, to be fair. But So yeah. you go to him and say... I might like, know more than him, though, to be fair. Oh, OK. <laughs> <laughs> might. If we, want, might. if we want to discuss clogs and truck driving, we'll get Rob. But why... I don't understand based in Vietnam. Is it Vietnam companies that are asking for the market yes. research? Right, OK. So he ended up getting the job in Vietnam and then worked for a company for a couple of years and thought fuck me i can do this way better than own. they can so i'm gonna do it on my own so he opened his own company probably uh, 10 years ago something like that i'm really interested now in i'd like to yeah. talk to him after but anyway let's go to save you the children wait till he can get out of vietnam to get back here oh, is he stuck in vietnam? Stuck now, is he? oh right okay <laughs> damn it yeah oh, you might well. see him in 20 i don't know 29 20 or something, something yeah like 
Oh, it's all, and it'll be fine. It's all, it's all, going. It's all going. So you jumped to save the children. Yeah. Any particular reason? Because they're the biggest and the best? Yes, and right. they paid more than the volunteer. Yeah. <laughs> I love this volunteer getting paid stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the kind of volunteering I want to do. Yeah, it's much better than non-paid volunteering. Yeah. So then I work for, yeah, for Save the Children. So that's with it. a company like Save the Children, hmm. what, so what's your role there? Or was your role there to start with? I'm going to guess saving kids. Yeah, that played a little part of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, what was my role back then? I was... <laughs> I worked in what's called their programme support unit, which sounds quite dull, and actually, in fairness, the role was quite dull. But that's making sure that all of the work that they do with kids is kind of reported on properly to donors, so donors know that their money is spent ethically, properly, it's going to the right as place. it was supposed, as they wanted it to be spent. So the people in the, that are actually doing the work with the kids don't necessarily have all of the skills, especially in English, to be able to write those reports and give the information how a donor would want it. So you, you kind of get the information from those people and put it in a report and then it goes off to the donor. It's kind of like, yeah. So, it's quite so a, you're, quite you're quite checking a, their work and then adding to it to make sure that we're ticking all the right boxes yeah. so that my 10 quid is giving their yeah. kids some rice and chicken or yeah. clothes, whatever. Basically. And on, yeah. on that sort of note, when you say to, to donors, is it individual people that have sent money or is it because I'm imagining you get sent a pot of money from head office yeah so those reports are going back to head office to be disseminated out no they're going generally to um so the way we get funding and the way most big charities get funding is you get specific project-based funding from really big donors like the US government the UK government they give x amount of dollars to let's say Cambodia for you to deliver a health program Mm -hmm. Let's say the British government gives a certain amount of money to Save the Children in Cambodia to do a programme on health. We then have to make sure that that is what the money is spent on and that it is not spent on, on other, on other <laughs> stuff, shall we say. Yes. Um, so then they have to have a report that goes back with all of the details on to that, whoever the donor is. So in that, case, in that example, the British oh, government. On that, uh, no. on, that note. on that note... So when you're around, do people look at you in a different way because they feel that you're checking them? No, no, not really. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, though? yeah, you yeah. Because yeah. no. you do know there are a lot of charities. I'm not saying that Save yeah. Children is one of them, and they are definitely not. <laughs> but there are some, especially in different in the smaller countries yeah. where they're run by locally yeah. managers that yeah. do maybe put you know yeah. A, yeah. a cup of coffee might go yeah. to one side. If you see what I mean? No. So when I did that job you're basically seen as supporting them because they... So I don't have the experience to do what they, what they do because I don't speak Cambodian and I can't work with communities that efficiently because I don't speak yeah. Cambodian. That's their skill set. Then I can talk to them and I can put stuff into English. And so yeah. you're kind of seen as... If you're doing... If you're I was doing together. my job properly, I should be seen as helping them and supporting them, not watching what they're doing, basically. What was... Cam- I've never been to Cambodia. What's it like? Oh, brilliant absolutely amazing it was and so i was there i was in phnom penh in 2008 to 2010 mm-hmm. so it was still a little bit kind of rough around the rough around the edges yeah. shall we say um and so really good really good fun and uh, there's a big ex- expat community there yes okay. there was and at that but at that but time it was one, it was a really tight one and yeah. it was mostly centered around people working for ngos now it's a lot 
bigger yeah. and it's a lot more commercial so it's a more much you know it's a much more varied okay. expat community which is probably a good which is a good yeah. thing Anna Rose works in Cambodia now for a, um, one of those NGO people that, ring, that name rings a bell mm. <laughs> Um, Not meta. <laughs> you'd know if you had. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet Anna Rose. Yeah. Oh. Jay, back in the room. <laughs> um, what type of w w projects were the Save the Children in Cambodia? What were they doing? Is it very similar to the, the Burmese workers' camp here? Or yeah, is it so there's, uh, there's a few kind of key things in Cambodia that they would do. And I'm, now I'm really going back. This is 10 years ago. Um, working with the Ministry of Education to look at how teachers teach in Cambodian schools and kind of to upskill the, the cam like put not on a direct one-to-one -one with the teacher but actually the the training that teachers get for example um, they did a lot of work HIV and AIDS was quite prevalent and a lot of and there were a lot of orphans because of that and so work around um, we don't work directly with orphanages but working with communities on how to protect those more vulnerable kids, basically. Okay. So give them like the, the the SOPs if you like. This is what you should be yeah. doing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, and a lot of it's done through the uh, through the pagodas in the villages, through mm -hmm. the through the monks, because that's a pagodas. Really isn't that where you grow plants up? That's pagolas. <laughs> <laughs> is that a pagoda? What's a pagola? Isn't that what you? It's what you grow on, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Funny, <laughs> So either way, none of us know what a pagoda is. Yeah. Yeah. A what? A what? A what? A what? A what? A what? 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 Well, you mean a, a temple? A, a temple. Let's yeah. just call it what it is. A temple. A temple. Good plan. A temple. Um, lots of its, the work gets done through the temples. Through the temples. Is that because? I nearly said pagoda again. <laughs> is that because the pagoda is good for? No. Is that because the temples is, it, is that the, the monks the, are there? And the monks are the ones that are yeah, driving Yeah, and the forward? monks are well respected in the community. Right. So if the monks say, let's take COVID now, for example. So is he a monk? He's a monk. Right. Know, he's very famous, well famous. I probably said something really bad then to a certain community. Yeah. I apologise. If you said he was a priest, you could have got away with it. All right. <laughs> so let's say if you were in a village and you wanted to make sure that all the kids knew how to wash their hands and be clean to not pass COVID. COVID safe. Be COVID safe. People listen to the monks. Right. So they're a really good Way, yeah. way of getting like yeah. information they, out are they basically. kind of like, like community leaders yeah they're, kind they're of really well respected they're really really well respected yeah. in Cambodia and so if you need a message getting out they're not going to listen to you but if you give that message me, to them they'll pass yeah. it yeah sweet yeah, okay. so it's way more effective than okay. me or anyone else standing there through a megaphone blah 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 let the monks do it and the job that you were doing and the projects that you had is it all just Cambodian based back then it back was then, all yeah, yeah. Cambodian based yeah okay and, yeah. and you were doing that for a couple of years I did that for about 18 months, I think, and then I got a job. So a lot of it was kind of, I did a lot of staff training and a lot of staff development, because as I said, you're working with people, but you're not, you're not, you're not watching them, you're, I guess, helping them improve their skills, shall yep. we say. So from there, I got a new job with a different part of Save the Children um, in their emergencies team, whereby I worked across five different countries and went off to places it's called the Fragile State Project. So I went off to places like um, Somalia, Democratic Republic of Congo, where there are really kind of shitty humanitarian crises going on the whole mm. time, and worked with their staff to try and upskill their staff in the more 
administration type of stuff. Well, if you need but admin, I know, I know, I know that's what I was thinking. I was like, I can smash it for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was so Somalia? I mean, that's a place that's not on everyone's top yeah, ten list. It's not on everyone's bucket no, list, that's for sure. No. What was that like? And, and a lot colder than I thought it was going to be. I wouldn't have thought it would be cold. Thought, I was not expecting that. But it's really no. cold. Um, at night. At, yes, at yeah. night, because it's really high. Yeah, 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 it's that yeah. geography again. Well <laughs> I didn't know there were mountains there. I and there are. I knew there was mountain ranges there, but I didn't it's think it was really cool. that high. It's really I wouldn't cold have thought. I wouldn't have thought it would be cold or mountain ranges. Well, there you go. And there's a lot of spaghetti. They eat Excuse a lot me? of pasta. Come again. <laughs> they eat a lot of pasta. Really? Italian influence from Italy, Italy. probably. From Italy. <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing. Once again, geography. Well done. <laughs> They eat a lot of pasta. No, it was really, really cool. Um, just spaghetti in general? Or are they more of fettuccine or no, a penne? No, just spaghetti. Or? Spaghetti. Spaghetti, <laughs> spaghetti. Yeah. yeah. That's fair enough. Spaghetti, I think much. it's the best one of my pastas. It's, well, I do, do like the bow ones. Although, unless it's alphabetic spaghetti, then... You What's know, the that bow called? The bow's got a... It's called a bow, isn't it? Oh, no, they got proper names. It is does, it? yeah. My kids don't go, oh, can I have that specific one? They want, can I have the bow one? Tagliatelle, penne, fusa... No, penne's a... No, that's the twisty one. That's the twisty ones, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. If there's any Italians listening, please let us know in the comments. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I will read them and I won't care. <laughs> um, so Somalia, spaghetti, cold, spaghetti mountains. Cold. Yes, and amazing can I, people. Can I just say, if you, if you sort of Google Somalia, I'm fairly confident it doesn't come up with cold mountains, bow spaghetti. I, I would put pirates up there. Pi yeah, pirates might be. Pirates. Yeah. my search. Yes. Pirate spaghetti. And in one of the places I went to when I was in Somalia, this town had more money than I was expecting this town to have and had like full running water, electric lights everywhere and I kind of was like to the Somalis, wow this is pretty well organised and you know it wasn't what I was expecting mm. at all and they were like oh yeah all comes from pirates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, ah, ah okay right. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, yeah I'm not a fan, I mean I like pirates but Somali pirates are giving pirates a bad yeah, name I feel. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit of a shame. No it was good, it was different, you have to wear um, the full Full regalia. The full regalia, yeah. which is hot. What is yeah. the full regalia that you have to wear? Head completely covered. A tent. Oh, so is it, I, I didn't realise it's a is it a Muslim yes. Sharia law type place, yeah. is it? Oh yeah. wow, okay. So you've got your full burqa. Near, near enough. So your face, my face was seen, but nothing else. Right. Which is strange. And I remember landing. You don't wear them on the. Don't need to wear it on the plane in. So into those types of places, you always fly in on a, either a UN plane or a plane funded by one of the big governments. You don't okay. fly in on. You're not commercial. Not commercial. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Before you tell me, then you get changed together. But is it? Do you get in-flight entertainment? Is it? A, is it you sat on hay bales and chickens? <laughs> I mean, that, do you know what I mean? though? that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking you all sat there. Going, oh, so one on. of my favourite flight routes ever to take was actually not in Somalia, but was in the Congo. And you used to fly from Kinshasa to Goma, which is like one side of the Congo to the other. And it's a massive country. Geographical tip. I Bigger than it, America? I think, think it might be the biggest in Africa, but right. I'm not actually sure. No, not bigger than America. It takes two Uganda hours to fly from side to side. Uganda. No, Uganda's smaller. Is it? Okay. Yeah, definitely smaller. There we go. I've learned today. And um, the plane that was flown, it was donated by the, Me or it's funded by the Mexican government. By the Mexican I can imagine it's some private and jet. So, no, it was some kind of, I don't know, it was some kind of jet, but not particularly swish. And they used to come down, there was a... What, they rode? There was a Mexican air <laughs> steward. With a sombrero. Please tell me he had no, a sombrero. No, but he, he, was, he was your 
to, if you have a stereotypical yeah, 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 image yeah, yeah. of a Mexican gentleman, this guy was it. Was he, he one was of the three amigos? And he was always like sort of singing, pushing his trolley down. Got a ukulele. Every now and again. Uh, and they were, Did he have a donkey? It was, it was the same flight. It, I don't know. I flew it loads and loads of times. And it was always the same crew doing the up and down and what have It was fun. Excellent. Yeah. So, honestly, so you had to wear your... So you'd land in Somalia and it's then Somalia. you'd have to get changed. Yeah, I wouldn't wear it on the plane or anything yeah. like that. And it would depend where you're going in Somalia as to how... How strict it how is. How strict it is and how much freedom you have. So I stayed in one place where you don't see anything. You get picked up from the airport and it's all very sort of orchestrated you know you're on a radio to tell people and it's all coded radio so you tell people where you are by different landmarks and mm -hmm. stuff like that well you'll be rubbish at that <laughs> <laughs> empire state building you're supposed to be in somalia ah oh. oh, oh, shit yes okay uh, um, um, um. and then i was in a in a guest house so in countries like that say the children you stay in your own you stay in accommodation that's um, organised and either owned or rented by the organisation, so it's got security and all of this sort of stuff. Um, but you're not allowed to go anywhere. So sometimes, some places you see very, very little. You'll see this, the office and you'll see the guest house. And in some places, those two are on the same sort of secure compound. Um, and so you don't really get to interact necessarily hugely with people outside. You get to interact with all of the staff. Um, and if people come to visit the office, but it's not like you're kind of skipping around outside because it's just not safe to, to do so. Yeah. You, you're a, a fair weathered. Fair weathered is the wrong word, isn't it? <laughs> you're quite a fair person. Yes. So when you've put this burqa on, yeah. how is it with the you know with this bright white face screaming? And I'm, I'm assuming the black is going to be a black burqa. Does that? No, so I wore a black, a black. I think they're called a bias, the long dressy things. Mm. And I had a headscarf, like a hijab, yeah. that was purple. But are people looking at you because you're this bright white so face? a white face in the, in the country. Uh, or are they kind of used to it? I all? think they're kind of used to it because the places where Save the Children's working in Somalia and Somaliland, they're not. They're not. I guess they are kind of quite out of the way places. But there's a steady yeah, yeah. stream. They've, they've of, had yeah, the yeah. influx. Yeah, you yeah, the first, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's more people, I guess, like me, travelling in than yeah. you would maybe anticipate. So during your time going back and forth to Africa, where were you actually based? Vietnam. So Oh, so at that time you'd moved over to Vietnam, so with Robert, yes. you finally got back with Robert. Yeah, so he was just staying in Vietnam doing his job, either running his business or mm -hmm. doing his, prior to that, doing his job. And I would travel out to wherever it might be for up to about three months at a time and then oh, okay. come back and have maybe a month or six weeks off sometimes do some work from home mm -hmm. and then so it's very, it's kind of again. so in that respect it's more sort of project based yeah. that, that, yeah. beyond, like an offshore yeah. okay far yeah. out. did you ever have an, a, an army helmet with un on it or did you ever save the children yeah, with the stars on it yeah <laughs> no Oh, Never had. Oh, denied. I wish, though. <laughs> mm, well, that's a shame. Well, that's the end of the podcast. Thanks very much for coming. Yeah. <laughs> so you did that for how long? So that job I did for three-ish years. Okay. Four years. I can't quite remember because I had a baby and some maternity leave so in I was the just, middle, well, I was just in the get middle to, yeah, of yeah. it. <laughs> I'm like... Yeah. If, was there any time... During the, before you, you got pregnant and had your baby, that you just you thought they said, Oh, can you go to this country? And you was like, 
do you know what? It's just, I just don't feel that it's right that mm. I want to go there. No. Or were you kind of, no, I'm going to go everywhere? Yeah, I've never turned down an, a deployment request. I haven't had any really bonkers ones. I'd Somalia's pretty... Well, yeah. I mean, to be fair, you... Been Iraq as well. To, to oh, be fair, hell, there we go. Iraq. To be fair, you'd nice. start quite with a high bar for that with going to Australia fuck nowhere Pennsylvania oh, this sorry. is true so, exactly I mean, after that exactly. anything's like everything's like yeah, yeah. walking apart yeah Baghdad piece of cake yeah. mate if any yeah, Pennsylvanians are listening I'd just like to say that these are the views of Russell <laughs> and they are not the views of the Joda Shark and Friends and Russell podcast thank yeah. you <laughs> carry on <laughs> no I've never I think also it depends like I quite I trust our security protocols and security processes and that they and that might be on some occasions slightly crazy of me but i think you have to put your faith in them it's otherwise do, yeah. and follow them otherwise it doesn't work it doesn't work no i'd imagine they have no. a, a quite a big security detail and they're all probably ex army guys that have no, left the army lot, come in or no it's a lot smaller than you would think and we don't use Unless in extenuating circumstances, and Somalia is one of those one of those locations, we don't use armed guards either. Um, so all all NGOs try and manage security by what they call acceptance. So working with the local community is acceptance another word for AK forty seven? Only in certain places. Right. Okay. <laughs> no, if you work with a local community and they actually see the benefit of having you there. They're going to look after you, and so you don't need the AK. The, the yeah. theory is you don't need the AK-47. Yeah. I mean, shit happens frequently um, in terms of people, not necessarily just from Save the Children, but you know, people getting abducted. There were people killed in Ethiopia about three weeks three weeks ago. Um, so aid workers killed in Ethiopia about three weeks ago. So it doesn't always work, um, but that's the premise that we we work on so and only in I've had armed guards in, in Somalia but I've not had them anywhere else do, and um, then it's a unit that's provided by the EU that um, you, you like you move everywhere in a convoy you have armed guards at the mm. front and at the back and it's all very orchestrated and it's not just save the children it's all it's all because yeah, I think my only thing about going back to Somalia is Black Hawk Down wasn't that feel, that was Somalia yeah, based, was wasn't it so that's my yeah so that's my only visual yeah. thing reference I've got for Somalia but the difference great album by the way oh yeah, the music on that's fantastic amazing album terrific yeah. film but again the difference there is, and this lies back to for charities if you have a heavy military based presence it's in itself stoking a particular fire yeah. if it's just a charity base there and yeah alright people will understand you need to have some element of security, but you're not poking the bear. No. Right, so you're working with bears as well. <laughs> Only in the Pocono Mountains <laughs> in Pennsylvania. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop me poking no yeah, bears. Um, how do you feel about every single other charity that there is at the moment? And do you feel there's too many and it's diluting the, the good work that maybe bigger charities do? Look, I think there's a real place for... It doesn't matter about the size of a charity, but if they, are, for me, the most important thing is if they can actually identify that there's a genuine need for something to be done, then... Like a specific program. Yeah, like go, go ahead and do it. I mean, we do a lot of our work with Save the Children with partners. So in lots of countries, it's not actually the Save the Children staff that are actually doing the work directly anymore. It's us 
training up and working with and supporting local um, local organisations who ultimately know the context, etc., better than mm. we we do. I mean, I think the, a good example is so if you go into so a lot of the work I've done is like is emergencies work, and if you go into after an emergency, let's say after a cyclone, for example, you go in to a location, you have to work with the other organisations to try to yeah. make sure that all the different needs across all the different geographic areas are met <laughs> and that there isn't overlap. So you do something really simple like a who, what, it's called a four W's, who, what, when, where, who's doing what, where are they doing it, etc., etc., and try and make sure that either the work that you do complements someone else mm -hmm. or doesn't step on their toes basically and it, it's not perfect it's really not perfect but that's the theoretical way of of doing it right. I, I think i really stems from my my only charitable kind of understanding really is based in phuket i lived there for 12 years and i kind of uh, but you see so many different charities all trying to do so many different yeah. things all and they none of them all seem to be working as a as a unit and and I just yeah. feel that if they worked as a unit, you could then spread the funds equally yeah. rather than some getting more than others because they're all and I think that allegedly doing a great job. I don't know. Yeah. But, you know, the there's so many different things. The difference for me with that is, okay, here in Phuket, it's, it's a very small community. So, and any charity that's here, you know those people. So there's a relationship with those people. With something like, say, yeah. the children, Oxfam, uh, any other. We don't, okay, we know you, but I don't have a yeah. direct connection with that charity. Exactly. So I'm like, I can give my money to that charity. Yeah, I can, if I can be bothered, I can possibly find out, hey, where did my five pounds go yeah. to? But ultimately, I'm giving the money in good faith that the job is going to get done. So we don't have that direct relationship. So in terms of them sort of working together, it may happen, it might not, but I'm completely removed from that particular yeah. loop. Unlike where we are here, where we know the people that are doing yeah. those individual things. And then it's easy for us to say, well, why don't you all kind of work together? Yeah. Oh no, it's easy for me to say that. I just feel that you know when you've got this brunch, three thousand baht for this, yeah. and then the next week there's another brunch yeah, yeah, for yeah. another. How do you know which one? To you know which correct. one do you go and support? And at the moment, everyone's you know lacking yeah. in money. I mean, yeah, I mean, children more important than elephants, and definitely more important than dolphins. That's for <laughs> sure. <laughs> Jay's not a dolphin fan. Sorry, fuck dolphins. Yeah. <laughs> he, had a, he had a rough time in Florida, but that's another story. Um, I re I had one. I went round yeah. <laughs> a little pool. Apparently, it was bad. It yeah. was in this little tiny pool, and I was going round in circles yeah. on this dolphin, little <laughs> bastard. Doing wheelies. Um, so a few years. Don't laugh. Dolphins are dicks. They are assholes. They are absolutely. I like dolphins. Really? Have you seen what killer whales do to baby whales? Go and watch dolphins? killer whales. <laughs> What's that going to do with dolphins? Because a killer whale is a dolphin. You might think it's a whale, but it's not. It's just called a whale. But a killer whale is technically a dolphin. And they go and kill baby grey whales. Bastards. But, oh, yeah, let's save the dolphins. We, Fuckers. I'm going to save that for the outro. Um, <laughs> a few years globetrotting. Yes. You were a basketball geography. player. Yeah. When did <laughs> that start? In America. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, oh, say that again. He got it. It's okay. It, was <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it goes over many people's heads. Yeah, yeah. As long as he so got I'm, it, I'm okay. I'm oh, I see yeah. globetrot. Thank right, you. got Thank you. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, <laughs> practicing your geography skills, going different places. Mm. And then Always managing to make it home as well. So I must have some geography skills. Yeah, yeah. Or a homing beacon. Um, yeah. And then decide. <laughs> or an airline ticket. Yeah. <laughs> homing beacon. <laughs> I was reaching, admittedly. Um, Actually, so saying that, though, when you are out in these far flung places in yeah. Africa, what's the. You know, do you have a, a, a panic button? Phone? Yeah, or a zap phone? Or what happens if you've. Uh, no. 
Okay, fair enough. Well, easy. That was easy. Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay, not a, a ninja. I mean, not a personal one. No, you yeah. have. I mean, the bases all have. Um, An emergency button. I think they all too, have big satellite dishes. So yeah. if, if you're working on a base that's in the middle of the no, of nowhere, you have like You can a, get the football. But you, you can't get just, the football. You can't yeah. just run and there's this big red button that you just no. hit when there's panic. Yeah. panic. Ring the bell. Panic. <laughs> ding a ding ding. No. Come. Sadly not. So oh, often well. it's like, I mean, I've worked in places that you can only fly in. You can't even drive in. So if you're ill or Islands. shit hits the fan. That's a good one. <laughs> no. It was landlocked. It was yeah. South Sudan. That's well, landlocked, yeah. so no yeah. island. Yeah. Um, you can only fly in and fly out to certain places. So if you're ill or something goes wrong, you just have to wait for the next plane. Wow. Well, no panic go. button. Okay. But there's radios. Yeah. Because that helps. So globetrotting for a few years. Yes. And then decided... Well, did you decide I've had enough of this, or did you decide, hang on, I'm pregnant? No, I still did it. I still <laughs> did it whilst I was pregnant. Well, you'd be better be careful I know, because you know like <laughs> there are reports <laughs> that that can be bad. Yeah. <laughs> I still went on deployment whilst I was pregnant. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. There we go. I went to Sierra, Le- Sierra Leone, I think, for three months or something like that, um, and then I had B and took some time Not off. Not in Sierra Leone. Not in Sierra Leone. No, I had her in the UK. Um, then we went back to Vietnam. So I went from Sierra Leone back to the UK, had her, then went back to Vietnam, took did some time off. When, I mean, just, whoa, whoa, whoa. So I'm assuming you were in the UK for a period of time. Uh, yes. Mean, you didn't just fly in, no. have her fly out. No, no, no. <laughs> I was probably there for about three or four months. Oh, wow. Okay. I was, okay. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Two months after, two months before, yep. something like that. Um, flew out back to Vietnam, took some time off. And then started work again. Okay. Now I went to Iraq. But you, from from UK back to you were based in Vietnam. Yeah. Okay. So just hanging so out in Vietnam. Rob, here you go. Yeah. Deal with this. Yeah. <laughs> Screaming child, I'm heading off to I Iraq. I went to Iraq. Okay, cool. For not for very long, maybe only six, six or eight weeks, or okay. something like that. Then I can't remember what I did. I'm guessing um, went home. I went home again. I think yes, I did. I yeah. went home again. <laughs> so now based in Phuket. Yes. So still now what do I do? Well, no, I know. You still work for Save the Children, I'm assuming. I so do. But you just but work remotely from, from here. I don't, yeah, I don't travel anywhere near as much, especially not this year. So now, instead of being one of those people that flies everywhere, I, I run the team. So I'm the director of the emergencies you can be proud of it. He's proud of being admin. You'd be <laughs> proud of being a director or something. I've just been given a new title and I can't remember what it is because it only comes into effect on the 1st of January. <laughs> oh, okay. We'll make it up. <laughs> director director of, of International Rescue. Humanitarian Surge. So I have a Ooh, team. Surge. Surge. Is he a Swedish guy that we don't know? Or? <laughs> Sadly French, not. French, isn't it? No. Surge. 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 Yeah, it's Don't great. forget it's cold. Yeah, don't forget it's cold. And you don't need to take any pasta yeah. with you. And you can't go anywhere now because you've just got a doggy as well, haven't you? I have. Yay. I've got a little doggy. Cute little... I, but there's somewhere really good on Phuket where I could leave him or not if I was no. to travel. No. 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 <laughs> Soy dog, I think, are pretty good. <laughs> shove him up there. Um, yeah, no, Canine Point Academy. If you're going away for a, a, a night or a day or a whole weekend yeah. or a week or even longer, you can leave them at just Canine Point Academy. Excellent. He's anyway. got beautiful beds. Yeah, yeah. Roofy. You're Roofy. <laughs> yeah. It's a good That's name. That's his name. I know. Yeah. I've met yeah, It's I, not his Rufus. I've Rufus. But it was yeah. going to originally be shortened to Rufy till yeah, I Rufy's was like, not, oh. Rufy's not the best so name for a, a, we, a dog, is it? Well, yeah. So, and that's the thing. So, we, we were having a couple of lessons and B came along and she's doing really... How old is B? Eight. Eight. 
and she's doing really well working with little Rufus, little puppy. And I was demonstrating something to her about how to get the dog to come back and come, here, Rufy, here, Rufy. And it just, yeah, quiet. And it just, and I remember looking at you thinking, no, I shouldn't be saying this. And we just both cracked up. Just like, yeah. I must call him Rufus. I must call Rufus. him Rufus. Rufus is cool name. Rufus, Rufus is the dad. guy that was in Bill and Ted's uh, Adventure. Adventures. Both, yeah. He was the main guy. There we go. Good to know. There we go. I, I have met Rufus, and I met Rufus at Blue Tree when the little he's a cute dog. Yes. little pup, and then I met Rufus at the horse riding you did. place as well. You did. The rooster is a is a cool little dog, he's and he'll need. be really well. He, she, he, he will be really well trained now that he goes to Canine Point. He Academy. certainly will. He will be. Yes. Be. at least for one hour a week. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They got a beach club there, you know. Beach. I know. That's I know. He can't swim yet. We need to teach him to swim. We can work on that. Anyway, just Russell. back to you momentarily. Um, <laughs> so Rob's still in Vietnam. Yes. Um, but obviously this year's side is obviously spending yeah. a bit more time there. But as a general thing, you're based here yes. and he's working there back and forth. Yes. Okay. So in pre-COVID times, there's a flight that's like an hour and 25. Yeah. So it's a super easy commute. Okay. So that's hopefully what we'll get back to right. soon. Okay, Oaks. Um, what sort of things have you got on your bucket list? In Phuket or in general? General. Still to do. Still to do. I would like to go... I'm sorry, is that a cheese? Still to do? I was thinking that. Been a, been <laughs> I was up early, got to get the kids out of the house early. Had to be at work early, sorry. I apologise. Slice of still to do on toast. <laughs> still to do. Um, I'd like to go to Antarctica and see penguins. There are penguins in Antarctica. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, shit, am I going the wrong end? <laughs> yeah. I've got right end of the planet. Just make sure I get my geography right with that one. <laughs> oh, that I'd like to see dangerous. penguins in Antarctica because I've that not be, done that. That would be very cool. I'm up for that. Just to stand next to them. Just we can go to a zoo, you know. No, no, no. no, no, no. Oh, you should go be in to the wild. Oh, don't stand, <laughs> stand next to an emperor penguin because they're like, you know, two meters tall, aren't they? Emperor yeah. penguins are, they are not <laughs> six meters. <laughs> uh, six, six foot. That's like a. No. They're six the same size as me. The emperor penguin is not the same size. I as I think they're only about one emperors, but I don't think they're that big. Okay. I don't think. If you I know the side really of Emperor Penguin, people in the comments below, thank you. Anything else <laughs> on your bucket list? Two metres. Jesus Christ, it's the biggest sure the bird in the world. I'm pretty sure the Emperor's are pretty tall. Let's, no, let's go with 1.25. There we go, take with that. Close enough. Look, I've only had three coffees this morning. Bear with me. Um, anything else on my bucket list? Um, Mongolia. I'd like to go to Mongolia. Fuck me, that was a reach. <laughs> I even know where that one is. Penguins. No, I think Mongolia. Mongolia. Yeah, I'd like to do Mongolia. And in particular reason? Wrestling. Haven't been. I've been to lots of places, so I've been to Mongolia. I would like to go and see, because Mongolia was one of the biggest civilizations in the world, wasn't they? They took over most of the world at one point, and I'd like to go and see what happened to them. Now they all live in tents. Yeah. There you go. Anything else? Anything to do as opposed to travel? or? Um, no. I'd like to learn to dive again here in Phuket. Like scuba dive. Scuba dive, as in be able to do it again because I haven't done it for ages and oh, I think I would be really bad. I wasn't very good. It's in the breathing. I mean, I know, it's not but difficult. I, I know, but I was a bit panicky the first few, the first time around. So, right. so I'm actually thinking of doing that over the next couple of weeks, maybe. Okay. Free diving. I'm about to get into free diving. You should go and try that. That's just holding your breath. Yeah, yes. exactly. It's, it's easier than breathing. I was going to say it's easier than scuba <laughs> yeah. just don't, don't breathe. You just get to two metres and then pop up again. I'm, I'm as far down as the emperor penguin. <laughs> <laughs> That's my new measurement, that is. Yeah. Anytime I see anything, it's as big as an emperor penguin. Yeah. Wow. Lying down. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> well, on that random note. Oh, far out. Uh, this could probably go on for another hour. but We uh, certainly could, we, yeah. We but do we'll have, have to, to wrap it all up. 
Um, thank you very much for being on our little it's podcast. A and thank you for making it sweet, simple, <laughs> no editing flow, to be done. Nice you and know, easy. Great, that was easy. Great. I'm intrigued to see what will actually be the end product. Uh, just just us, talk about, us talk about <laughs> emperor penguins, I think. Yeah. Um, and bow tie pasta. We'll put all the details for Save the Children as I'm pointing down in the comments below. So if you want to go and support <laughs> Save the Children, please do, because children are important. They are the future. There's I was going to sing this. Yeah, I was going to sing I was going to start, but I won't now. We are the world. Um, um, <laughs> I hope you all had a nice Christmas, because this is coming out after Christmas. Yeah, oh, so Christmas was amazing. How was your Christmas? It was excellent. Brilliant. Did Fantastic. you get everything you wanted? Pretty much, yes. No. No, good. <laughs> Did you get an Emperor Penguin? I didn't get an Emperor Penguin, no. Sadly not. Never mind. Denied. It was next, it was next year. year. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much for being on the little podcast. Pleasure. Thank you, sweet. Awesome Thanks, fun. Russell. Cheers, buddy. Cheers, bye. Bye. In my defence. Welcome to the outro. What's your defence? I told you that would be bonkers. <laughs> you did say that it would be bonkers, and it was bonkers. I'm still that was amazing. A that little was so bit much fun. Upset with your lack of knowledge of size of penguins. And I'm very disappointed with your lack of knowledge about bow tie pasta. Yeah, I should know what it's called. Is it? It's a bow tie one. It be, I'm sure it's like anyway. A, we shouldn't be talking about it's us. It's an F. It's like it's not fusely. Um, it's it's a it's a faff. It's it's an F. It's an F word. <laughs> I'm sure it is. Fettuccine. It's not fettuccine. Felucci too. It's not could, I could just look it up on yeah, the phone. Yeah, we could, but that would be you know mm, cheating. Uh, Nicola, she's great, isn't she? She's brilliant. That was huh? So much fun. Wow, what a story that was. V- very interesting story. I still don't know how she got to Phuket or why she came to Phuket. All I've got is that she's mental I think and has no idea about geography. Uh, yeah, and that's a good question. I think we got too much about the Phuket bit, but the story was fantastic up until that point. So that's great. Uh, it's brilliant. I mean, anyone that does that yeah. kind of job is obviously helping out charitable yeah. it, it is a hell of a job yeah. but she's seen some things and been to some places huh? and just yeah, her no, life absolutely it's her wow. and I mean I, and I think she talks about it very off the cuff like yeah you know I went to Iraq went to Somalia went to you know, DCR and, and all of that but um, it's like oh no DRC um, but even so it's like those aren't places that you just sort of oh pop off for a holiday yeah she was very much kind of just yeah I went to Iraq, I went to Somalia. And, and I guess once you've done the job and you've seen yeah, what yeah, you've I seen, so, yeah. you just become a bit sort No, of it's interesting. It. It's interesting. It's, mm. um, I'm, I'm pleased we had young Nicola. Yeah. Save Excellent the planet. Stuff. Save the planet. Save the children. Save the whatever. children. There you go. Save them all, apart from dolphins. <laughs> um, how was your Christmas? Christmas was amazing. It Did was so much fun. Did you have so lots of doggies fun. in at Canine busy, Point Academy? Lots of dogs, ins and outs. Um, lots of cool pictures. Lots of dog presents. Dog Excellent. dinners. And I guess if people are going away for Christmas, or already gone away for Christmas, if they're going away for New Year... Yeah, we're actually we're busy over New Year. Have you got any so spaces left? Uh, might have a couple left. Okay, so if you, have got, um, if you are thinking about going out for the night, because especially with all well, the fireworks that are going on, it's yeah. a good idea to leave your doggy with Russell, yes. who can look after them, and he puts little ear protectors over, his, over your doggy's ears so they can't hear the fireworks. Little ear muffs. <laughs> You're like a muff, don't you, mate? <laughs> Um, if you do need your dog trained or if you need to find somewhere for your dog to stay, then go to caninepointacademy.com. They've even got a beach club. We've got a beach club and we do daycare. So even if you just want Absolutely. to go out and have a party and let your dog and, to chill out. Um, they also have a bark cast. So if you want to learn about dogs and you want to learn about little little snippets that can make your life with your dogs so, so much, much better. caninepointacademy.com slash Barkcast. There you go. Um, like us on Facebook, like us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter. Just go to phuketpodcast.com. There you go. Cheers, buddy. How was your Christmas? 
tiring. I'm tired. It yeah. was very, very busy. The kids had a great time. Cool. We, um, we opened lots of presents. Like some nice presents from Santa. Thank you, Santa. He did very well this year. Or she. No, it's a he, isn't it, really? Santa's a he. Santa's a he. Um, and then we went for a lovely dinner. And it was, no, it was all in all, it was a great day. Travelled around, gave cookies to different people. It was fun. Had cool. a bit of a, um, a Christmas for New Day year? tour. Uh, I think I might be working New Year. Okay. I think. I'm not sure. I'm not a big New Year fan, to be fair. No. No, I don't like it. No, I, I like New Year, particularly this year. <laughs> Why do you like it this year? Just get rid of 2020. 21's going to be the same, mate. It's going to be exactly the same, but it's, it's just, it's the mental. I mean, it's like Christmas is, I don't, I love Christmas, but not for anything remotely religious about it. For me, Christmas is an end of year celebration. You know, we've, we've made it through another year. because you're a Jew. Exactly. We've made it through another year. And New Year's all about just having a party and celebrating and starting another one. So, mm. Cool. <laughs> it's On to 2021. Our Yay. excitement of New Year. Uh, anyway, thanks, che- Russell. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. I'll Bye. see you in the new year. Oh, yeah, great. <laughs> Bye. Bye.